worry. I'm just thinking. Bye. After Aunt Margie and her said goodbye, I started to think about my family. I had always been the smallest one in the family. When I was younger, I thought I belonged to a different family because I was always so much smaller than everyone else. My dad towered above me, and his muscles dwarfed me. I stood a whole head shorter than him and was half his size. Papa was a big man, too. He stood six feet tall and weighed around 270. My fear was that I wouldn't be able to carry the weight as a pallbearer. It may have been a childish fear, but I honestly imagined myself dropping my part of the casket. Papa had been such a great person and deserved the funeral as great as he was. I eventually tried to think about other things because thinking about funerals is never easy. I came to the conclusion that no matter how much that casket weighed, I would try to carry it for Papa. I called my aunt, and she was relieved that I decided to be a pallbearer. Otherwise, the news would have crushed Munner. She told me that Munner really wanted me present since she hadn't seen me in so long. To me, my great-grandmother always seemed strange. She was not strange in a bad way. She was simply different from the rest of the family. If anyone ever came to visit, Munner was in the kitchen. She always had a meal prepared, and it seemed as though she felt most at home in the kitchen. Her specialty was chicken and dumplings, which she prepared on every special occasion. No one cared how often she made it. It seemed like everyone wanted to eat the whole pot. Munner was short and heavy set. Whenever she hugged me, she enveloped my whole body and put her arms all the way around my neck. Her white hair was usually kept under a shower cap, but on certain days, she would replace the shower cap with the sun hat. I'm not certain if her hair ever saw pure sunlight. She was outspoken and opinionated, and always the first to point out the flaws in someone's outfit. There was always some comment to be made about the color or size. I suppose that is why we loved her so much. She was so set in her ways, and we were set in them too. Everyone who knew my great-grandmother called her Munner, and they all loved her. I had never really thought about Munner and Papa's marriage, but it always seemed perfect. They never argued and they were always there to care for each other. Munner always cooked for Papa, even when she was too old to use her oven. At least we thought she was too old. Papa washed Munner's hair for her every morning. From the day they married until the day before he died, he had drawn water in a tub and washed her hair. In fact, Munner knew he was sick, because the morning before he passed, he wasn't able to draw water for her. They had been faithful to one another for 74 years. 74 years is such a long time, and few people live to see it. I cried again when I thought about my poor great-grandmother, who sat alone for the first time in seventy-four years, with no one to talk to, and no one to wash her hair. Hanging in my closet was the charcoal gray suit that I had worn only once before. At Minosha High School, a suit is a graduation requirement. Of course, they want all their graduates to enroll in seminary, so I guess I was a failure from the beginning. With two generations of pastors before me, I suppose I was destined to follow the same path. However, God never spoke to me, or at least in the way I thought necessary to make a career out of it. I looked at the suit and imagined standing in the pulpit. I didn't have any words. I just stood there. I always had a problem speaking to the people. The boys were renowned for their talking ability. From the moment they met someone, they would talk to them to death. The weather, the football scores, or the Sunday service were usual topics, but it hardly mattered as long as they were talking. I was the quiet one of the family, and everyone said I didn't talk until I was almost two. Every family reunion was always with the same uncles, aunts, and cousins all asking, You don't talk much, do you, boy? 
I always gave the same reply. I do and I have something to say. Then I would give them one of my famous crooked smiles, and of course they would smile back. I had a gift for making people smile, but I always seemed to be sad. I found sadness in unexpected places. I still don't understand why I was so sad about the silly gray suit. It had only been two months since I'd put the suit on, but I got it out just to see if it was the right size. I only had one dress shirt, so I put it on as well. For my 18th birthday, my grandpa gave me two ties. He had worn only two tie colors since he began preaching 30 years earlier. He had long since retired and sat in the front row every morning to watch my dad preach. I can't remember a day when I didn't see him in one of those two ties. He always did the same thing when someone asked him why he never wore any colorful ties. At least a hundred people give, had given him ties over the years, and he simply rewrapped them and gave them to someone else. A man only needs two ties, a red one for the week and a black one for Sunday.